Hi and welcome to Youth Talk, a podcast run by Baptist Youth where in each episode we take a different topic and think about it from the perspective of a Christian young person. In today's episode we're thinking about gaming. How should we as Christians think about this topic of gaming? Stick around with us and we'll chat about it a little bit more. Well, welcome back to another episode of Youth Talk. We had a two-week break for Easter. I'm sure many of you were off and maybe jetted away somewhere exciting, but we're back today thinking about another topic and thinking in particular about the topic of gaming. I don't know if this is something that's close to your heart or maybe something that no doubt is close to the heart of someone that you know. Uh, Gaming is big business and it's something that people invest a lot of time in. In fact, I read some statistics this week about gaming in the UK. The average teenage boy spends 16 and a half hours gaming. It's quite a lot of time in any given week, 16 and a half hours. Um, In the USA, I read this week as well that that the gaming industry is actually worth more than the Hollywood film industry. It's quite a shocking statistic. So gaming is big business, and so it's well worth our time and our energy uh, to think through how we as Christians um, should approach the topic of gaming, particularly if you are someone who, if you're honest, is kind of nearing or maybe surpasses that average of 16 and a half hours per week. Uh, Definitely worth your time thinking about how you should approach gaming as a Christian. And right from the office, we think about this topic uh, and think about this podcast. I want to recommend a book to you and really point you in the direction of a book. Um, two reasons I want to point you your direction to this book uh, right from the off. First one is because it's just a really good book on the topic of gaming. It's one I read just very recently and I found it very, very helpful. So if you'd like to know more or think about this more, I'd recommend that you buy and read this book. Second reason I'm pointing this book to you uh, and for your attention is because really for the sake of ethics and a lot of what I'm going to share today, I've got from that book or it's a rehash of what I read in that book or it's been really inspired from what I read in that book. Um, So for the sake of ethics, let me also recommend this book to you. And it's a a book called A Student's Guide to Gaming by Regan Rose. A Student's Guide to Gaming by Regan Rose. You can get it on the Good Book Company. I would show you it here, but I actually bought it on Kindle, so I don't actually have a physical copy. But it's a great book, very readable, very accessible, quite short. Each chapter you could read in probably about 10 minutes and very, very helpful as you think about um, gaming both theologically and also practically. And hopefully, if nothing else, this podcast episode will whet your appetite to maybe go and buy that book uh, and read a little bit more. But as we think about um, gaming, you're maybe a little bit hesitant to listen to this podcast episode if you are a gamer because you're thinking to yourself, oh, he's just going to spend 20 minutes bashing gaming and telling me that I shouldn't be gaming as much as I am and I should come off the games or whatever the case may be. Uh, That's not really my goal today, uh, just to bash gaming and to tell you to sell your PlayStation or your Xbox. I actually want to acknowledge right from the off that gaming is fun, okay? Not that I'm a gamer, I'm not a gamer, but I can acknowledge, as I'm sure most people can, that there is fun to be had in gaming, and gaming is not evil uh, inherently. In fact, we could say that gaming is a gift from God. God has blessed us in many ways, even with the various forms of technology that we enjoy. Gaming falls into that category. Gaming is fun. It's something that we can enjoy. But I want to submit to you three reasons why we enjoy gaming as we begin. Uh, These are three reasons that, again, I read in that book by Regan Rose, which he unpacks really helpfully. And uh, the three reasons that we enjoy gaming actually really tap into the reason that we were created and how we were created by God. And that's actually why gaming is fun. Gaming is fun because it taps into some of the things that we were actually created for. Uh, But it gives us those in kind of this fake, virtual, counterfeit way. Let me try and explain what I mean. Um, The first reason why gaming is fun is because of the sense of dominion. Dominion. And what does dominion mean? Well, it really means like sovereignty or control. 
And uh, we were created as humans to have dominion, weren't we? As you read the start of Genesis and you read the creation account, uh, what do you read? You read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, God saying that, that man should have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and every living thing that moves on the earth. This is part of our creation mandate as humans. We are to have dominion or sovereignty or control over the earth. That's literally what we were created to do. And as human beings, we're always most at ease and at rest when we do the thing that we were created to do. Isn't that true? And so we should function well as human beings when we have an exercise dominion because that's how God created us. And that's part of the reason why games and gaming is so popular because it enables you to have dominion. Not over the real world, but over the little virtual world that you've created. That's why games like, for example, Minecraft are so popular. You have this little empire, your little empire, which you get to create and build and shape and mold to your liking and to your taste. It's why back in my day, uh, games like The Sims were so popular because, again, it was our opportunity to exercise dominion. And so do you see how, in that sense, gaming is tapping into something that God actually created us for, but it's doing so in a virtual way and in a somewhat fake and kind of limited way. But it's why, the first reason why gaming is fun, uh, because it gives us a sense of dominion. But not just that, the second thing and second reason why gaming is fun, uh, which also taps into how we were created, is because it provides us with a community. A community. Uh, Again, we as humans, we were created for community. We were created as relational beings. Again, if you look at the Genesis account, and when man was created, what does God say? He says, it's not good for man to be alone. And so he, he creates women. So man and woman are to enjoy a relationship, not just romantic relationship, we're to enjoy friendships with each other because we are relational beings. We are beings who are created for community. And that's not just true uh, in the creation account. That's true the whole way through the scriptures. It's part of the reason we have church family uh, because we are created for community. We're created for relationship. And again, that's another reason why gaming is so enjoyable, isn't it? Because it's a community. If you're a little bit older, you might not really get this in the same way. Back when you were younger, if you're a little bit older, uh, your idea of gaming was you playing against the computer. And that was kind of fun, um, but it was a little bit limited. But now gamers will tell you that it's not just you playing against the computer. You're playing online. You've got the headset on. You're playing against your friends. You're playing against quite often people on the other side of the world. There's a real sense of community uh, that you get to enjoy as a gamer as you interact with other people all around the world. Um, so that, that, that's why, again, gaming is fun. It gives you a sense of community. And that is something that you were created to have. That's something that God wired you for. You're wired for community. Um, but we must be aware, shouldn't we, that, that, that this is not really community in its fullness. It's, it's kind of a limited community. Uh, let me read you a, a quote from uh, Regan Rose's book, which I think was really, really helpful as it relates to this idea of community and how gaming provides community, but provides it in kind of this counterfeit way. He says this, We all feel that instinctive desire to be close to other people, but there's another feeling that often pulls us away from relationships and causes us to want to hide. If you've ever felt that tension between wanting to be close to people, but not too close, you're not alone. Video games offer us a place to hide from the danger of being hurt by relationships, and online games take it a step further by allowing us to have a taste of the fellowship we so crave, but to have it on our terms. People turn to video games as a way to avoid the awkwardness and potential pain of real-life relationships. Online, you can hide behind an avatar, handle, or pseudonym. You can be you, but with a mask on. I worry, he says, that online relationships will fulfill you just enough to keep you from pursuing the more tangled, real-life relationships that God has called us to. You get the idea? One of the reasons that we love video games, Xbox, PlayStation, it provides us with community. Community is good, 
but we must be careful. Uh, it's not community in its fullness. It's not community as it's meant to be. It's community on our terms, a kind of no string that's, strings attached community, but not the real community that we desperately need. Um, so that's the second reason games and gaming are, is fun. Third reason then why gaming is fun, which also taps into how we were created, is the sense of rewards. Rewards. Again, as human beings, we are created for rewards. Now, that might not be the first thing that comes into your mind when you think about what we as humans were created for. Um, but we were created for rewards. The, the Bible does talk about how, for example, we were created to work. That man is made to, to make a profit and to provide. There's a sense that we are created for rewards. Of course, uh, what we're ultimately created for, a relationship with God, we don't earn that. That's not like a reward that we're given. Uh, Salvation is a free gift of grace by God through the work of the Lord Jesus. But even as Christians, there is some language, isn't there, that we should be, as Christians, motivated by the heavenly rewards that we will one day receive in Christ Jesus. You know, you see that language, for example, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, or Colossians chapter 3, verse 4, or even in the book of Philippians, where Paul talks about, you know, striving towards the goal of the upward call of Christ Jesus. So that's all similar language of, of striving for rewards. Again, it taps into why and how we were created by God um, to try and grab a hold of these rewards. And again, that's what we then experience as we game. And we get that and that's why it feels good and that's why it resonates with us because you've got these little rewards, whether that's getting to a new level, whether that's setting a new high score, whether that's defeating a particular boss and moving on to the next one. We get these little constant rewards, which feels good. Why? Because it taps into something about how we were created to live. And so those are three reasons why gaming is fun. Um, you probably know that to be true in your own experience. Um, but maybe you didn't make the connection. I didn't make the connection until I read that book about how those three things actually really tie into how we were created and that's why we enjoy them. And um, But we must be aware that those are very limited experiences of what God created us for. The fullness can only be found when we step away from the video games and we step away from the screen and we enter into the real life that God has called us to. But just as we close, as, as we think about then our relationship with gaming as Christians, where do we go from there? Uh, let me give you five tips um, these are not ex the, the only five tips that you need to remember, but here's five that come to my mind, which I think might be helpful then as you think about how you approach gaming as a, as a Christian. Here's the first one, just bouncing off the back of what we've just said, be aware of the counterfeit nature of gaming. Uh, be aware of the counterfeit nature of gaming. It's really just thinking about what we just looked at. These games do tap into uh, some of these things that you were created for, but they do so in a limited counterfeit way. And so don't get sucked into having that being the be-all and end-all of your existence. Don't make your online community your only community. Don't make your achievement for rewards or your desire for dominion cease at the virtual world. And Be aware there's so much more. Be aware that they are good, those things online, but they're counterfeits at best. And there's so much more to be enjoyed and experienced in the rest of life. So that's the first tip. Be aware of the counterfeit nature of gaming. Secondly, be aware of the addiction trap that gaming sets. Be aware of the addiction trap that a gaming sets. Um, let's be absolutely clear. Th these games are created to hook you. These games are created to make you addicted to them. Um, there are currently things. It's actually a job. There's such a thing as an addiction engineer. People who are involved in creating these games um, to try and make them more addictive. To try and reel you in. It's what is often referred to as the attention economy. They want your attention for as long as possible and they want to steal your attention away from all the other options that the entertainment industry provides. And so there's this real sense of addiction uh, that is really 
really created within the fabric of how these games are made. And as Christians, we need to be very careful about this, don't we? For a number of reasons. Firstly, because as a Christian, we don't want to be addicted to anything. You know, we want our ultimate loyalties to be to the Lord Jesus. We don't want to worship anything else. And that's really what addiction does. It leads us to worship something other than the creator who we were made to worship. Uh, but secondly, we, we should care about this because even just in a general sense, we want to use our time well as Christians. And we're called to be stewards of our time. We realize the significance of wasting time is a big deal because it's not ultimately our time to waste. We've got limited amount of time here on earth and it's a gift from God that he's given to us. And so we don't want to be people who waste the good time that God has given to us hours on end just playing in this virtual world. Uh, playing games online. So perhaps a practical thing you can do as you think about gaming is to set a predetermined length of time that you're going to game for. So when you sit down in front of the Xbox at seven o'clock, say to yourself, okay, at half past eight, I'm done. I'm done. Set a timer on your phone uh, if needs be. And then at half past eight, once that timer goes off, say to yourself, okay, I'll finish this level or I'll, I'll finish this game. And then I'm done and I'm coming off and I'm stepping away. Um, that might be helpful in terms of helping you step away from the addictive nature of uh, of gaming so that's a second tip third tip is this be be aware of the adverse effects that gaming has be aware of the adverse effects that gaming has uh, this isn't just true about gaming uh, this is true in, in every aspect of the entertainment industry uh, and the tech really world that we live in now all of this entertainment is doing stuff to us isn't it and, and we're probably not very aware of it because it's just a bit of a blind spot um, but there's been loads of research in the past 10 years, not just into gaming, but into entertainment in general and our phones and social media and all these things about what all these devices are doing to us. And you've probably heard it said uh, a lot in the past 10 years about this chemical called dopamine in your brain, which gets released every time you really engage with all of these things. Dopamine's the, the kind of reward chemical in your brain. It gets released when you know you feel that you've re received some sort of reward. So whenever you know someone likes your post on social media, a little bit of dopamine's released. Whenever someone sends you a text or your phone buzzes, a little bit of dopamine's released. It's this chemical in your brain which gets released. It's kind of like this reward pathway, and it feels really good, right? It feels really good. But what really we've experienced in the past kind of 10, 15 years is just an overstimulation of, of our brains. Uh, dopamine's getting released all the time uh, to really an unnatural degree because it's all really man-made through all these tech devices and it's kind of having really adverse effects on us. Um, the studies would show that the increased levels of anxiety and laziness and depression all can be attributed not solely but in part to all this entertainment and this overstimulation of our brains through our devices, through our gaming, through our use of Netflix and Amazon Prime and everything. Um, it's all really contributing to some of these adverse effects that we're seeing in our own lives and in society at large. So we, we want to be aware of that. I want to be aware of that as we think about our own uh, gaming habits. Tip four then, um, probably goes without saying, but be aware of the need to discern the content of the games that you play. Be aware of the need to discern the content of the games that you play against. And we're not picking on gaming. Again, as a principle that, that we need to apply to all of our entertainment, whether it's what you watch on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Disney Plus or you know what page you visit on, on social media. The reality is there is just a host of really unhelpful and, and quite frankly depraved material out there which is just more accessible and easy to access than ever before in human history. And so stuff is getting flashed in front of our eyes really, really regularly. And the danger is that that we just become numb to this, that our senses become dulled to the extent and the extravagance of sin and depravity that exist in our world. And so we want to protect ourselves from that. We want to guard our hearts, as Proverbs would say. 
And um, one of the ways we do that is by praying that we would be discerning as to what we should engage with and what we shouldn't engage with, what we should watch and what we shouldn't watch, um, what we should play and what we shouldn't play. And you might ask, well, how do I actually do this practically? I think uh, Kevin DeYoung gives some really good advice in his book, A Hole in Our Holiness, which is another great book that I would uh, recommend that you watch. And he says, ask yourself in any given moment, if you're watching something and you're not sure, is this something I should watch? If you're playing a game, you're not sure, is this a game I should play? Ask yourself the question, can I thank God for this? Can I thank God for this? If you can honestly answer that question in the affirmative, yes, I can thank God for this. This is something which he has gifted us with as human beings that we can enjoy, then it's probably fine. If when you ask yourself that question as you're playing a particular video game or watching a particular movie, uh, if you're thinking to yourself, I can't really thank God for this, that's a bit awkward, then that's probably a bit of an indication that what you're watching or playing is not that wholesome and beneficial to you as a Christian and it's probably time to switch it off and move on to something else. Um, so pray for discernment, that's tip four. Finally then, fifthly, uh, and with this we'll close, be aware of the greater mission that God is calling us to. Be aware of the greater mission that God is calling you to. Again, let's remember gaming is partly exciting because it provides us with this kind of mission that we get to be a part of. But again, it's nothing in comparison to the real mission of life, the real objective of life. Uh, that God has given us as his people to enjoy. Uh, it's a far more important, far more exciting mission. It involves real people in a real world with a real goal. And so let's be sure to invest our primary focus and our primary energy uh, into that mission and not the little virtual ones uh, on our screens. So that's all we've got for you this week when we think about the topic of gaming. Hopefully it's been helpful. Uh, like I said in the last episode at uh, regarding climate change, the same principles apply here. It's very easy, isn't it, to fall into one of two categories. And when it comes to gaming, you might be on one extreme and say, gaming's wrong, we should just be like monks and shut ourselves off and kind of give it a legalistic no. Um, maybe your mum feels that way about your games. Um, the other extreme is to say, well, games are always fine and they should always be okay and we should just give our kind of unrestricted yes to all gaming. That's, again, not really the best approach. Let's pray for discernment, thinking about a middle ground of where we can really enjoy games as a gift from God, but uh, really engage with them wisely and helpfully. So that's all I've got for today. Again, let me recommend that little book to you, A Student's Guide to Gaming by Regan Rose. Get it on The Good Book Company. Very worthwhile reading. And uh, hopefully see you next week as we think about a new topic in Youth Talk. Have a great one.